0: goals A street art sticker with a simple message that's all about you. Today's show is brought to you by our merch store featuring Have Goals branded clothing, such as t-shirts, hoodies, and more. 100% of the profit from our merch shop goes to help the homeless. Find out more on our website at havegoals.store. You can also follow us on Instagram at havegoals for additional information and discount codes. With me today is Josh. Would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. My name is Josh Arter and I go by the Instagram handle of 8BitMKE. And so, you know, I've kind of always been a photography nerd and game or game, you know, video game nerd. And it just kind of marries each other that I now run around town and shoot pictures of Milwaukee with a Game Boy camera
0: that is super cool and you know <laughs> yeah. the, the thing that is so interesting to me about this is the choice that you're making with the camera and and this is like probably the the core the core thing we're talking about with your art um have you ever done any other kind of photography like with a more capable camera <laughs>
1: Yeah. You know, um, kind of, I got into photography, uh, probably like in high school, I took all of the photography classes, did a student aid kind of thing. So really started off, you know, like, I don't know, like all the artsy film kids do in the dark room, shooting with film and learning how to develop film and all of that stuff. Yeah. And then, um, you know, kind of as a, a graduation present to myself, when I went to college, I bought you know, kind of like a Entry-level Nikon, you know, and a kit lens and, like, a 50 millimeter prime kind of thing.
0: You know, some years ago, I was doing photography. Uh, I did, like, a long series of explorations in uh, storm drain tunnels. and Oh, yeah. I was using, like, throwaway cameras for that. It was mostly, like, Canon power shots and stuff. And we ended up doing this art show, and while I was setting it up one day, this guy walked into the art show... And he looked around at my pictures and he said, Oh, it looks like you're shooting these with some kind of toy. And then he just walked out in disgust. (laughs) Oh yeah, just kind of in the air. Oh yeah. I mean it kind (laughs) of underlined everything I'd already thought about. People like I've run into a lot of (laughs) camera snobs and stuff. But oh for sure. There's I think there's a camera for every situation and the situation for every camera you know the the one that you have on you obviously is going to be the most important camera you have right
1: mhm yeah you know and it's it's kind of crazy too if you think about it like in this day and age everybody who carries around a smartphone has you know a stupid nice camera in their pocket with yeah. them all the time you know
0: yeah with like tons of yeah. features too
1: <laughs> yeah, I know it is. It's like it's crazy to see some of those like shot on iPhone commercials with like you know, like all of the ancillary like mounts and lenses and stuff you can put on it. I mean, it's just it's crazy.
0: So do you use any other equipment with this, like a, a tripod or any kind of lighting? <laughs> is it just like the Game Boy and its camera?
1: You do, it's just a Game Boy and its camera. <laughs> yeah. I um I know I, there's like a couple of things that I want to figure out how to do and plan on trying, but um, you know a tripod would be sweet. I know um, a handful of guys who you know put their Game Boy camera on a tripod and shoot three of the same images with um, red, green, and blue, like light gels in front of the lens. And so what they can do then is take it into Photoshop and, you know, work their magic and then actually colorize Game Boy photos. Oh,
0: wow.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's basic photography science, but, you know, shooting shooting with a Game Boy camera, you pretty much get like black, dark gray, light gray, white, you know, and there's all kinds of dudes who are just messing around with just all kinds of crazy stuff too. I know a lot of people who, will like take the camera apart and 3d print different mounts so they can attach, you know, like a, an actual telephoto lens to the thing. <laughs> it's just like, it's a little, a it'll little be my wheelhouse. I'm just kind of like, you know, a game boy camera point and shoot kind
0: of guy. <laughs> so when I'm looking at your, at your photos, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but are there three colors total on these photos?
1: Yeah, four colors. Oh, it, four. It seriously is. Okay. Oh, yeah,
0: there is a lighter and darker gray.
1: Yep. Black, white, light gray, dark gray. So, you know, it's... I, the way I like to put it is it's like, you know, again, with everybody who has, you know, a super nice camera in their in their pocket, essentially, with them all the time, you know, it's, it's kind of like it bridges the gap of a digital camera and, uh, you know, like a disposable camera. I can see what I'm shooting while I'm shooting it. But, you know, it can only hold 30 pictures at a time. And, you know, again, with the limitations of quality, it's, you know, I I feel like people with, with smartphone cameras, you know, they're just kind of shooting willy nilly because they can, but this kind of, you know, forces me to slow down a little bit and really, (laughs) really assess what I'm shooting and whether or not, you know, I want to capture it in that moment or revisit it, you know, kind of plan, exposure and saturation settings sure. and all that stuff. <laughs>
0: different time. You know, I forget where I read this, but there was some, somebody had like written out this timeline of the photographer's like career experience. And it starts off at like taking tons and tons of shots, like at the beginning. And then by the end you get to this stage where you're just going out and taking like one frame per, you know, exploration or whatever or of, of each subject. Yeah. This is a shot
1: I've planned. I'm going to go get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it seems like, you know, your work to me is really all about contrast. Like you are trying to find situations that are going to really say something inside of this format. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, again, it kind
1: of speaks to the limitations. Um, You know, it, sure in the right situation, you could use lighting if you're doing some kind of like indoor shot. But, you know, for me it is, it's like, I think it was probably earlier this week or or late last week when I went out and I was kind of like shooting along the river walk. And, you know, I was like shooting from under a bridge in the shadows, but shooting a building that was, you know, like super bright in the midday sun and the camera, like it, It sometimes has a hard time catching up or like keeping up with the different lights, like lighting of the scene that you're looking at. So, I mean, it is, you know, like I said, it kind of makes you like, I want to shoot this photo, but how can I, in a way that, you know, not only can the camera capture it, but also in a way that, you know, once, once I do like post it on my Instagram, people who are scrolling through their timelines can actually tell what it is, if that makes sense, because You know, I've, I've gone out and I've shot a whole Game Boy cartridge full of photos. And then when I get back to my desk and I'm like reviewing them, I mean, there have been times where I'm like, I know I shot this, but like, what, what am I looking at? I don't even remember. (laughs) It's like, you can't even discern what, what the scene is. Well,
0: that's interesting. I'm also curious, how quickly can you shoot with this thing? Like, does it have to write the image? Is there any kind of flag afterwards? You
1: know, surprisingly not. I think the longest time constraint and most cumbersome thing about it is actually turning it on. <laughs> like, you know, it like takes a while for the game to boot up, I guess camera to boot up, but once you get into it, I mean, you hit the A button and it shows you, you know, the image that you just shot and it has two options, you press A to keep it, B to delete it, but I mean, it's it's instantaneous. It's crazy.
0: Gotcha. So after you shoot it, you're like in the keep or delete mode.
1: That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And in the corner it has, you know, like the ever counting down, you have 30 shots, you have 29 shots, you have 28 shots remaining kind of thing. So, you know, it is, I mean, it's, it's a really cool peripheral that Game Boy made. I mean, it has a bunch of different settings. Um, You know, you can adjust brightness, you can adjust contrast, There's a time-lapse function. There is um, like a panoramic function. You can also do these things where it's kind of like they're called trick lenses where it kind of like mirrors your image, you know, horizontally or vertically or, you know, kind of like doubles things up. You can add stickers to them and add like wonky eyes, you know, like a nose or whatever if you're shooting faces.
0: So do you have to set that up like before the shot or is it like an after-the-fact edit? Um, some of them
1: are most of the like actual visual effects are, um, pre-shot, but you know, like if you wanted to add some of the wonky stickers and stuff, there's like a whole photo album that you can go into and look at your photos and add stuff there. Oh, that's cool. But I, you know, honestly too, like at the end of the day, it's a Nintendo product. And so as much as it's a camera, it's also, um, you know, like a game cartridge. There's, there are like different mini games that you can play on the Game Boy camera, on your Game Boy. There's one where it's like, you know, you take a picture of your face and then the next screen you get into the game and it's like, you know, this guy that has to juggle balls. You have to like click him left and right to keep some balls in the air, but it's like your face on the guy's (laughs) body. You know, there's like a a Space Invader type game. There's actually like a music sequencer in it so you can do like basic music sequencing and like make chiptune tracks and stuff. And, you know, it's like kind of the same thing. You take a picture of your face, and while you're working on it, there's like a DJ at some turntables, and it's like your face on the guy's body.
0: Yeah, I guess you'd have to to build something in there to make it like its own cartridge, you know, that, that does something more than just make the camera turn on. Like, is the camera part right. of the cartridge?
1: It is, yeah. It's honestly, it's like your regular Game Boy cartridge. You know, you slide it in, but... You know, basically how most Game Boy cartridges cartridges are, like, once you slide it into the Game Boy, top of the cartridge is, you know, pretty much flush with the top of the Game Boy. This has, you know, like, an additional, I don't know, maybe, like, inch, inch and a half, like, bulb on top of it that sits above the Game Boy that that has, like, you know, the camera sensor and all that stuff.
0: Man, so what do you suppose is, like, the lifespan of this thing? like it seems to me that the, <laughs> you know the original intent was probably some like kid shoots like 10 or 20 photos with it and moves on right mm-hmm. i wonder how much uh how much you can get out of this thing
1: you know i don't i don't know um i <laughs> it's kind of like why i have multiple because you know heaven forbid that one of them dies out on me, but I do know that, you know, it's pretty much like other Game Boy cartridges. There's like a watch battery in it. So pretty much all Game Boy cartridges have some kind of battery in it. So that's how you, you know, kind of like keep save files intact. If the battery dies, you know, you have to like replace it so you can continue with your save files and all that stuff. So, I mean, honestly, it's like, that's pretty much the only piece of like, I guess, quote unquote hardware that I'd have to keep an eye on. But You know, it's funny you should ask because like as a video game nerd, you know, I have a couple game boys, I have a super Nintendo, I have Nintendo 64 and it's just a, it's crazy how expensive some of these retro consoles are getting because, you know, they're becoming more and more, you know, I guess like quote unquote rare, but at the same time, you know, it's like all technology has some kind of finite shelf life. And so it is, it's like, at some point it's like, you know, holy shit. Yeah, maybe it's a hundred years, 200 years down the road, but at some point, you know, like every N64 is going to burn out. Right. And it's just like, it's crazy to think that's this, you know, this legacy console from when I was a kid at some point is like, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like the rise of vinyl. Like everybody's, you know, kind of rode the wave back onto like vinyl records becoming big again. I feel like retro consoles are kind of having that same heyday right now where everybody's like, you know, scooping up all the, all the old consoles they can get because, you know, I mean, who knows when you won't be able to find one, I guess. Yeah, that's
0: true. Yeah. I can identify with that too, because I collect retro computers like, uh, DOS computers, you know, two eighty six, oh, cool. three eighty six, and I just love playing those games. Cause that's where I got my start of playing, you know, games on the computer. So but it is, oh, for uh, sure. you know, it can be really challenging and kind of expensive sometimes to maintain those machines and make them keep working, you know. And I've, I've totally I've done the work of like converting the ones that I have to use a, a compact flash card for the hard drive, so mm-hmm. that's been really nice because those hard drives do just eventually stop working, and uh, that's that's probably most of the engagement I have in this hobby now is like, I'll, I'll buy like some old laptop off of eBay and then fire it up and see if the hard drive works. And if it doesn't, then I'll retrofit one of these compact flashcards into it and just, just get it running just to Mm -hmm. do it because it's fun. You know, I, I was like a computer (laughs) support guy in the eighties, so it's just still fun to do this stuff. So I totally get the appeal of doing it.
1: Oh, for sure. And, too, from that standpoint, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you probably tinker with, like, you know, it's the ultimate form of, like, problem solving. You know, it's like, this machine doesn't work. What could it be? Well, we'll start here. If it isn't that, then you kind of, like, you know, work through all the different bits and pieces that it could be.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of one of the weirder things about, and not to just, like, go over and talk about PCs, but... The weirdest thing oh, to no, me about work. them is almost all PCs are just some weird Frankenstein of different manufacturers and stuff kind of put together. Yeah. And then does it work? Oh, yes, it does. Because there's this kind of <laughs> like vague standards in the middle that tie everything together. But so much of the <laughs> troubleshooting in PC repair comes down at yeah, right? times to like just replacing something. You know, with another similar-ish thing to see if that was the problem. Yes, if it wasn't, it's similar-ish. then you move to the next component and put some thing in there and see what happens.
1: I'm gonna go on a technology rant of just like how crazy, like how far technology has come in such a short amount of time, and it's just I don't know, blows my mind sometimes.
0: Uh, same, because the, <laughs> I mean, the first computers we were using in business it was like a forty-pound box. That was super delicate. It had a one color screen and, you know, a keyboard and no mouse. And like, if you wanted to breathe
1: towards it. (laughs) Right. And
0: if you wanted to connect it to something, you had to like take the phone and stick it in this device and then, you know, press a button and then (laughs) dial the phone. And it just kind of blows my mind. Like all the time, I'm still just shocked by this. Like in front of me, I have an iPad and it is a quarter inch thick monitor and computer and power supply and, you know, user interface where you can just, like, touch it.
1: Camera, yeah, dude. it just—it's crazy. got cameras it's got
0: speakers that sound good. <laughs> I mean, it's, it makes no sense, really. You know, how, how can this be? So back to the topic of your <coughs> photography. I'm curious how you go about choosing your subjects. Like, do you ever decide that you're trying to accomplish something and then set out to do it or is it just kind of take it as it comes?
1: You know, it's uh I'd say it's a little bit of both. Um usually when I would say the majority of the time that I go out shooting, um, you know, I work downtown and so it's like when I take my lunch break, it's like I'm just I'm gonna walk around the city, take my camera with me. If I see something I want to try and shoot, I'll shoot it. But there are also certain days where it's like, you know, okay. Today I want to go out, I want to shoot a time lapse. And so it is like a little bit more scouting of, you know, a good location with interesting subject matter, you know, whether it's a lot of foot traffic or a lot of like actual traffic. But usually those will be like, okay, one lunch, I go out, I walk around, kind of like do some recon, see what I might want to try and shoot. And then like the next few days, I'll go out and try and shoot time lapses at those, those different places. Um but it's also fun too. I mean, you know, it's like the novelty of the thing is, is apparent. Like usually when I go out and shoot over lunch, I have at least like one or two people stop me and they're like, what, what is that? Are you just out here playing Game Boy on the street corner? It's like, no, it's actually, it's a camera. Like, do you, do you want your picture taken? Can you, do you want to take a picture? Like, um, and so that part of it is fun too. So it's like, you know, uh, there was a couple of years ago I took it to, um the river west 24 while i was like biking around and like, it was just it was a lot of fun because it was a it was like the first time that i was shooting portraits of people which was a learning experience in and of itself but you know it is kind of that factor of like as you're taking in the scene and you know taking pictures of the game boy people are like oh my god i used to have one of those oh my god that's so cool like you know so
0: yeah kind of little community it is. there, like
1: yeah, you know, it is. It's like I don't know, there are a couple of times where there've been like specific events where it's like, Oh man, I gotta I gotta hit that up. I gotta bring my Game Boy camera, but it's gonna be gonna be sweet, get some cool pictures with it, and then you know, the majority of the time it is. It's just kind of like rolling around town. What do I see? What do I want to try and shoot and going from there really?
0: I'm just sitting here kind of browsing through your Instagram, which for anyone who wants to look at it, it is at 8 bit mke so the number 8 bit mke and the thing that really stands out to me is when when you think about this platform that you're shooting with it is so basic it's like 128 by 128 pixels and four <laughs> colors but yeah. the body of work that you've created here it just doesn't get boring like I don't, well, and I'm not even you, sure you'd have you have to be familiar with the city. Just the the things that you're choosing to frame up and press the shutter on here are really interesting. And and just kudos to you for that.
1: Well, thank you, man. You know, it's it's honestly it's funny you should say that. Like, you know, having to be familiar with the city to get it because I've like, really wrestled with the fact of like if ever. I were to move out of the city. like, Do I just change the handle? Do I change my username and continue forward? It's like, you know, but I don't know. (laughs) It's so funny. You should say that. I think I literally, I think about that a lot, but you know, at the same time it is, it's like, for me, I don't know. I've lived in Milwaukee long enough where it's like, you know, you know, the different neighborhoods, you know, the different pockets. And again, it kind of goes back to like, you know, people with smartphones and their cameras, like, you know, it's like the, the art museum, the home bridge, like, you know, there are some key parts of the city where people are like, you know, and it's no, no slight against anybody. Like people are capturing incredible photos of those locations around the city. And it's photography that is beyond my skill level, you know, but I think really for me, this project is, um, you know, I don't know. I like, I've lived here long enough. I know the city and I just wanted to not show like the, I don't know, like mundane isn't the right thing to say, but like, you know, again, it, it kind of goes back to the way that I, I shoot with the camera of like, you know, it really forces me to stop and, and look and take in. And so, you know, I think that's why I like a lot of the photos that I do take, you know, there's, there are certain staples of the city for sure. But, you know, for the most part, it's, It's just kind of like those everyday interactions that you see around the city because, you know, it really does. It makes me like stop and pause and appreciate appreciate what I'm seeing.
0: Yeah, tell the story. So I should be asking you, since you're here on this program, to tell me a little bit about your goals and your goal-setting mentality.
1: That's a really good question. Really for me, I mean, in general, I'm – kind of like a, an organized person. I like planning. I like, you know, thinking things through. So from like a goal standpoint, you know, I guess I will not say I'm as laser focused as, as you know, some people, but you know, it's kind of the thing when I get something in my mind that I want to do, I'm going to approach it in a way that, you know, lets me dip my toes in, see if it's, you know, something that's feasible, something that I can do, something that I enjoy doing, but certainly then, you know, it's, <laughs> My wife would tell you it's kind of like this Game Boy Camera thing. It's like, you know, once once I got the Game Boy camera, I started messing around with it and like went down the rabbit hole, then it's like, okay, now I have two Game Boy cameras, multiple Game Boys, I bought the printer. You know, it's like once I kind of find something that, you know, I'm I'm really, really attracted to, really into and really want to get serious about, there's no, there's no like half assing it. Like yeah. I'm I'm all in you know
0: well that's our show for this week and i hope you be back again with us again josh
1: oh i would love to it's great talking to you man
0: right on and of course we would love to hear from you and you can email us at have goals podcast at gmail.com or reach out to us on instagram at have goals thanks for listening